Welcome back to another episode of Greater Greener Georgia. I'm Miles. And I'm Alexis. And this week we have a super special guest who's back on the pod for her second interview with us. That's right. And um, it's been almost a year since we were down in Adel, Georgia, filming our documentary Abandoned. And we were just accepted into the Morehouse College Human Rights Film Festival uh, coming up in September. We'll have more information on that, on how to attend uh, later. But um, we were feeling really inspired to kind of take a look back um, coming up on a year, actually, since we've we're down in Adel filming this documentary. So we wanted to catch up with the main character the main subject the you mm-hmm. know of the documentary Dr. Treva Gear the founder of Concerned Citizens of Cook County yeah I just love getting any chance we can to talk with her she had yeah. some really interesting updates to share with us on what's been going on in her community recently so let's take a listen to that interview Dr. Gear <laughs> you're back on the podcast for the second time <laughs> yeah yes. happy to be here <laughs> we're really excited to have you and i i just kind of wanted to start off with kind of an introduction and you have a new new job new title now and kind of what have you been up to in the last year with your new job at um and and the work you've been doing well i am uh, now the dogwood alliance uh georgia campaign manager or kind of georgia state coordinator i would say uh, and what I do in that role is pretty much what we've been doing, kind of protecting communities against wood pellet plants and uh, the the degradation of forests and uh, the biomass industries that are slipping into our state, specifically uh, things like, uh, well, like the, the two wood pellet plants that have been proposed for Adel, Georgia. So that was right in my uh, line of work that I was, I was already doing as a volunteer just in my community and our organization. And now it's something that I do full time and I can really be a watchdog for the state of Georgia. So I'm, I'm excited. I started the job actually in June. Oh, so wow. I'm just, okay. yeah. You're just fresh. Few, yeah, I'm a few months in, but I'm yeah. not fresh. Remember, I've been yeah, fighting yeah. Fight for the past two years. So uh, I'm just actually getting to do it in a professional capacity at this point. So I'm, I'm excited. There's so many opportunities. Uh, for some wins in Georgia. Like you were saying, you've been doing this work for a really long time. And so we're wondering, how are the four C's doing? What's the latest with that group? Okay, well, yeah, we're still fighting consistently. Uh, We just recently heard about, um, because, you know, we have our local pollution issues that we continue to fight, you know, like the propane refurbishing company. But on the, in terms of the wood pellet uh, plant, we recently, the second wood pellet plant spectrum, which would be the largest in the U.S., I know possibly largest in the world, producing 1,320,000 tons of pellets per year, mm. actually just received their, was had their air permit issued in earlier this month, July, July 8th, I believe it was. So we're in a state of, okay, now we have to uh, start an opposition and awareness campaign against that because neither plant is here yet. The RBG plant has not even started up yet. So we're um, we're going to continue the work until we dissolve, you know, pr- prevent either of those plants from coming. So having that permit issue, we have a couple of things that we can do and that we're looking at. We're working with, um, you know, the partners and uh, the Southern Environmental Law Center, and uh, within, and what's what we can do within Dogwood ourselves and working with our other partners to look at our opportunities. You know, we can appeal the permit. We can also 
file a Title VI complaint with the EPA if there's a potential for that. And that's based on the Civil Rights Act of 1964, uh, stating that you can't do anything. You know, if you receive federal funds, you cannot uh, uh, do, use, use those funds. Or if you're using those funds, you can't uh, cause disparate impact on a community that's uh, disparaged, a community of color, mm-hmm. uh, those types of things. So, and lots of people don't know about Title VI, but it's one that could set precedence for other, other environmental justice communities like ours. So it's not just, um, it's not just about ADEL. You know, each of these fights are not just about ADEL. It's about setting the precedence and fighting and winning for other communities. When we win, we all win. Yeah. How has, um, you know, your work new, the new work with the Dogwood Alliance, you know, really, has that given you some extra per- perspective about what's happening other places in Georgia? And have you brought that back to Adel with you or, and how's that experience you're, you know, you're seeing all these other towns that are reminiscent of, of Adel as well. And you're kind of seeing them doing the same fight. So how's that inspiring you to also bring it back to Adel, um, in your hometown and fight harder there? Well, it's bringing, uh, you know, those, those experiences are amazing in the sense, and I'm glad you mentioned that. I just recently visited, you know, there's five existing wood pellet plants in Georgia. As we know, one owned by Inviva, the other four owned by, I think, uh, Fram. But uh, there's a other, other company in our state. However, and they're very close together. So I visit all five of these wood pellet plants. And, it, you know, same, same similar communities as ours. Some people not even knowing what's happening to them, you know. In some in some cases, the the plant is out of sight, so it's not like you know in their back door. It's kind of like in a wooded area, so they don't really know what they're breathing, what they're smelling, or, or what's being made there. And so then I look back at Adel, and I, I look at how fortunate we have been in that aspect of being able to jump right in on some of these plants and have an awareness before they come to us. Uh, on another front, looking out of state at places like Gloucester, Mississippi. Uh, in North Northampton, North Carolina, and other places to have the plants sitting in their back door and they're dealing with the, the pollution and the health impact of these plants. And it makes me fight even harder. And I know I'm doing the right work. And I know that we have foreseen and the concerned citizens of Cook County, we're doing the right work. And we will fight and we will continue to fight until we get a, get a win somewhere. Of course. Yeah. It's kind of almost, uh, seeing into the future a little bit and bringing that inspiration, you know, gives you guys validation that you were doing, you are doing the right things by stopping these plants. And, you know, um, I, I wanted to shift a little bit, like we, in the documentary, we talked about the propane facility and also about the abandoned, the Del Cook lumber yard. Um, do, is there any updates on, on either of those, like starting with the propane facility and then, and then maybe if there's any movement on, uh, the Del Cook yard as well. And yes. I also wanted to ask about the, the Bitcoin mining as well. I don't know if there's any changes on that front. Yes. Too. <laughs> yes. Oh my the gosh. <laughs> yeah. There's so much going on. So first of all, I want to thank you all for the documentary because that has, that, you know, Black Voters Matters has been using it and sharing it and just it has really shared our story. We have people that still reach out to us and instant messages because they saw the documentary and they were like, oh my gosh. Um, okay, since then we've reached out to the, we reached out to the Department of um, Environmental Justice Department of EPA. We actually had a meeting with them because one of our meeting members, Ms. Celeste actually consistently called 
Michael Reagan's office for four weeks and emailed until they got us a meeting, not with him, but with the EJ department. So that's been interesting because they weren't immediately to take any action, but wanted to kind of resource us. And, and so we're still working with them. Hopefully something will come of it. Uh, secondly, advanced cylinder and tank. Actually, Mr. List brought it to a vote to actually cite the company for a nuisance because at the level of the EPD, they hadn't done anything. We even missed, mentioned it to the EJ department of the EPA and they said, oh, they're functioning within their limits. But we're like, no, this air permit is very general. It's not talking about what's coming out of here. However, when Ms. Celeste, when Ms., uh, our councilwoman brought it to a vote, it was that they were, no one wanted to do it. Only she and Councilman Page wanted to um, cite them on this nuisance claim. And, it, and it's crazy because there, it shouldn't have had to go to a vote. So that's where we are on that because that's just written into their ordinances and with all the complaints, something should happen. So that's a continuous fight. Uh, on the Delcook Lumberyard, however, that is even more interesting that you, that you mentioned. It has been assumed the property has been purchased by uh, the individual who wanted to start blue sky biomass at the current spectrum site back in 2013, 2014. They have bought all that property. It is now called Global Biomass and Energy. That's the company that supposedly has bought it, Global Biomass and Energy, across the street from Spectrum. You know how close it's adjacent to the mm -hmm. Spectrum property. And they have put it in the Brownfield program. They've applied to have it put in the Brownfield program to do a cleanup of it. I don't know of what complete areas they're going to do because I don't think the 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 pro they haven't actually gotten in the program, but they've applied, and we we're not sure what type of industry they're bringing because they don't have to tell what type of industry they're bringing into that area. They can clean up portions and then add more pollutants than there were before. Mm -hmm. That's what's going on there. So, um, and then with the Bitcoin mining industry, they're still bringing in more containers. Bring in more containers. It's still just as uh, just as loud. Uh, now they have some type of tree berm. They started piling up dirt. Um, it's it's really uh, ridiculous because you like the physics of sound would tell anyone in their right mind that this little pile of dirt with some trees on top are not it's not going to stop sound. So. That's where we're at with that. They still have a temporary site. I don't think they had the temporary site when you all were there, but now they mm -hmm. have a temporary site that houses about four containers in okay. town. Wow. Like in the town. Yeah. That's so, the one that's different than I, there was one, there was two sites when we were there. So that now there's a third one. Okay. No, there's still two sites. Oh, okay. Okay. okay so it was there when y'all were there. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> they might've added a container or so out there, but yeah. Wow. So that's a continuous fight. And fortunately, there's a crypto mining uh, a group uh, anti, you know, that's working uh, nationally. So we've joined the kind of like a coalition of people who are from New York, Texas, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, who are fighting uh, the Bitcoin mining industry in their communities as well and are talking about the same thing. So we're, we've joined together in another coalition to work on that end. It's busy work. It's crazy. I kind of, I'm just curious on, some of the, I guess, favorite characters of the documentary, if you want to call them that, you know, the, the Tiburons, um, you know, maybe if there's an update yeah. on them or uh, Alpha. I wanted to or, ask about the Tiburons too, yeah. just how they're doing with all that. Yeah, yeah maybe they, with the Bitcoin, how the Tiburons are doing. They are still highly frustrated. Um, we had some moves, you know, she, 
they talked with one of the uh, state reps, um, Representative Penny Houston, been in contact with them and in contact other reps to try to get something done. You know, we had some area that the city had um, annexed into the annex from the county and annexed into the city. I think it was with the racetrack. And so uh, Representative Houston wrote a bill and had that re-annexed back into uh, the county because it was, you know, it shouldn't have happened. So we were hoping that would that would lead to also dealing with some of the things in the way that county property, which like the, what the Bitcoin mining industry was annexed into the city. But they're still fighting. They're still calling. Uh, still calling the city, you know, calling the city and reporting those infractions. And we're just trying to find some leeway, some some glimmer of hope. Uh, there really needs to be uh, federal legislation and state legislation. There's no there's no controls on these um, industries and not to mention just the noise, but just the amount of energy that they're consuming uh, is, is rather ridiculous. And um, since then, that Bitcoin mining industry block stream has actually extended to another city. They tried to go to Tifton, which is 30 miles north of us, but were able to get in Fitzgerald. So they are they have set up shop there to expand their operations. But the Tiburons are still unhappy, still frustrated. Uh, the noise is ridiculous. Mm. I just want to I just want to kind of wrap up, I guess, by saying, like, with the dogwood, is there what is. What, what is something that people listening can do with Dogwood Alliance or, or for the four C's um, just kind of to help out if they, they hear this or see the documentary, what kind of new things, if there's anything new they can do or sign or, or anything like that? Well, definitely go to the Dogwood Alliance website, um, dogwoodalliance.org. <clears throat> and, uh, and also you can follow us on Facebook. Go, to the, go, go and follow the Concerned Citizens of Cook County on Facebook. And keep abreast of what we're doing to see if there's any new action, because we hope that in the near future, as we um, compile a strategy, we don't have much time on the appeal that we'll need some community action. So we're just organizing around that to see what the target is, what we're going to do, what this looks like. And we're going to definitely be getting that, getting around beating foot in the community. But we definitely need that to happen because we're going to need probably some some uh, comfort, you know, contacting our legislators because. You know, this is a this biomass issue is a state issue. You know, the Georgia PSC just actually, uh, you know, Jay Shaw said, hey, don't um, what uh, didn't allow Georgia Power to expand their rooftop solar to the number of residents that and it wanted to that maximum number and then encouraged uh, that they re be required to use a certain amount of biomass. Mm. And. That, that, that's, that's harmful to the trees, that's harmful our, to our EJ communities. So I would just say, please watch our Facebook page, follow us on Facebook, Concerned Citizens of Cook County, uh, Dogwood Alliance, look for the Georgia actions and things that you can do and participate in, because there will be some actions coming within the next month. It's always so awesome to talk with Dr. Gear. It's just, you always feel better after, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> after talking with her about anything, it's great. Our documentary abandoned is still on our website at gcvedfund.org slash videos, or it's also on our YouTube channel. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, go check it out. Yeah, definitely go take a watch if you haven't already. And uh, I love Dr. Gear. I can't say yeah. enough good things about her. I just love no. catching up with her. And so, yeah, thank you so much for tuning into Greater Greener Georgia this week. And we'll be back with another episode for you soon. 